Welcome to the Kira Feeling Podcast. This week, influencer Charlene Murphy joins me to discuss her social media fame and the challenges that brings. Charlene Murphy, welcome to the Kira Feeling Podcast. Charlene, obviously I know you're a massive Irish influencer, but how would you best describe yourself to other people? Um, I'd say I'm quite like an introverted extrovert because I love chatting to people. Like I'm so outgoing I love meeting people but I also need like that time to recharge um but other than that I'd say like I'm a good friend um I like like the little things in life and I feel like I'm quite optimistic and stuff as well and I'm quite ambitious um in my my workplace but I think with influencing sometimes you kind of forget you like it kind of becomes your whole title but it's nice to like, remember that your other things apart from that stuff mm. and growing up I suppose you're 24 years of age uh so you're still quite young did you have any difficulty in discovering the type of person that you were or who you wanted to be in life so far? Yeah, so I was always so shy as a child, like literally wouldn't speak to anyone, like went to birthday parties, handed the present at the door, like it would leave. I literally was just, I was just shy and I don't really remember like why or what made me feel that way. But then I kind of got into singing and like dancing, like stage school and things like that. And that made me come out of my shell so much. So my dream was always to be a singer when I was younger and then through singing I kind of do competitions and like obviously competitions and stuff you have to like dress yourself and that's where I kind of found my love for fashion because I always found that if I had like a nice outfit on that I feel confident on stage so it kind of came from there. So then I suppose the love for fashion and beauty came in, I was watching YouTube and I kind of always knew who I was in that sense Um, but then I was always quite still kind of a little bit shy like in myself and like scared to kind of step out but I started college when I was like nine or 18 I think it was and I was like you know what I'm sick of being like the shy person I just want to like do things so I kind of like reinvented myself a little bit like I was like you know what? I'll be the one to put their hand up and do things instead of being like oh god I hope they don't pick me like just do things before you nearly get asked and like that really just I kind of made myself come out of my shell that way I made myself more confident because I was just sick of being like shy or like scared of things so yeah I think it's just a mindset thing as well. Was there like a turning point for you where something happened that maybe you said no I need to come out of my shell because there's probably a lot of uh, younger listeners and people that are on your social media that they're young and may feel the same way so what was that turning point for you? Yeah so I had a written blog that was my first thing that I ever done so it wasn't always Instagram so I had that and I made it when I was like 16 and I remember I didn't share it anywhere and obviously if you don't share your blog how, who's gonna find it like you can't just search up blogs on the internet you could but like it would have no no viewers ever and then I remember and um, my friends kind of knew about it and then it was put on like a computer when we had like a free class and like when the boys seen it and I was like so embarrassed I deleted the whole thing um so I think that was kind of a turning point because I never I always thought about it then for years and I started one again then two years later but that was a turning point for me that I was like I wish I had just kept that on and like I just wanted to be the person who was like I don't care what people think I think I just made myself be that person so I was like I love this so much that I have to think of like my life and my happiness over what someone else thinks so I think that was a point where I was like no I'm doing this for me and, and that's kind of it so that's why I put my second blog up straight on the internet I was like you can't hide anymore it's out there and um, regardless of what people think so I think that was like a big step for me and a big turning point definitely. Okay and obviously you have a massive social media uh, following Um, you just ooze confidence like I've followed you for many years now Um, you're not afraid to be you know adventurous with your style you change up your hair a lot Um, you spoke briefly there about how you were shy when you were younger but where then did that confidence at that level of confidence come from I 
know. I think it's just like I feel like in some ways I still am. Like I definitely I think people think when you're confident you have no insecurities, like your self esteem is through the roof. But I think self esteem and confidence is very different. Like confidence is more about wearing what you want, not really caring, or like maybe you hear someone say something like, Well, I like it, it doesn't matter, whereas self esteem is more like how you might feel about yourself. Um, but I think it just comes out out with like a want to wear these things and to show people they can wear them as well and just doing doing me and that's kind of yeah, that's what like what I like to do. So how do you deal with uh negative commentary on clothes that you wear? Um I don't get it that much. I remember I got I, I was at a festival, it was like right after COVID and I was wearing which a festival, like you like to wear barely any clothes, like everyone wears barely any clothes. But I was wearing like jeans and then I had a, a bikini top on and bikini bottoms kind of sticking out of the jeans. I didn't think it was that bad, but I had loads of texts of girls, not loads, there were like three, but they meant to send it to their friend, but they sent it to me and said, which happens all the time, more often than you think, yeah, yeah. Um, and they were like, oh, imagine wearing this and having a boyfriend and stuff for like saying things like that. And I was like, what has that got to do with anything? Like, um, so there's things like that, but like it wouldn't let me, it wouldn't make me stop wearing something. Like it's not, at the end of the day, it's on me, it's not on them their opinion is I don't know them their opinions are relevant and like I always think that with hate like yeah you do get quite a lot of hate doing what I do but also a lot more people would know me than the average person if that makes sense so like I obviously have 200,000 followers so that meant people know me so a lot more people aren't gonna like me so I think of it like that I don't think it's any more than what anyone else would get if they were in my position if that makes sense yeah um who then has influenced decisions that you've made in your life is there anyone particularly in your life I don't know your parents or siblings um probably not like I was always really like allowed to do what I wanted when I was younger like to a certain extent obviously but like I was never they were never strict on me it was never a thing like oh you're not wearing that out like sometimes I did wear like disco sometimes you know like little things but I just cover up going out and stuff but I don't think I would ever been told not to wear things so I think that's where my probably confidence comes from wearing them things and it was never looked at as a bad thing if I want to try a new style it wasn't like what are you wearing like it was always really they let me kind of express myself in that way which is really helpful but I think just my own gut feelings kind of influence my decisions sometimes decisions are good sometimes they're bad but they're always a learning curve as well either way so just depends when you get when when you get those notifications on Instagram when you see that someone has accidentally um sent a message to you yeah rather than their friend do you ever respond to them oh always if I see it yeah always yeah 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 I'll just be like I send like a question mark or like I'll reply to it as if they just sent it to me and they're like they either say oh my god I meant to send to my friend like I'm so sorry or else they'll just unsend it even though I've already seen it and replied to it and I've already screenshot it I know you are <laughs> but yeah I just make I just make sure that they know that I've seen and has anyone ever responded back to you if you say to them like you know what you said is wrong or do you ever have a back and forth with anybody sometimes yeah but then they're just people who are just I don't know lonely or unhappy in themselves like no one I'm a really happy person and I would never think of giving anyone hate or like doing things like that so it just goes to show that if you're happy that's not what comes to your mind and like hurt people want to hurt other people so that's yeah when did you start to realize that you could make a living from influencing? Um, so I was kind of doing it during college and I still had a part-time job at the time as working in the salon and it got to a point where I was like I'm actually losing out on jobs because I was working as well so I was missing like events or like 
there was no time for me to do like an Instagram post or do my makeup and stuff because I had to work after college or whatever. So it was kind of at that point when I was like, I actually my career off doing it full time. Um, it was never really the plan, I suppose. Like I was doing marketing in college and working at the same time and then doing that as well. But I just loved it so much. And I always felt during college, I was like, I'd love to just give this my all and like be able to do it full time. And then coming out of college, I went full time, didn't have to get a job and just started going at it. And that was just like the dream, not the dream that I thought that was going to happen, but to be able to make my own job and anything coming out of college would have been the dream as well as work for myself. For people listening, like we'll say like a, a different cohort that really aren't on social media or mm-hmm. Instagram or don't follow influencers. Can you briefly explain essentially the transaction whereby a brand may reach out to you or your agent and how you negotiate money, I suppose, for then like an Instagram post if it's sponsored content? Yeah, so like a brand will reach out and they'll either want like, you know, TikTok, YouTube video, real Instagram post or a story set and I don't have anything to do with the money negotiation that I'll be my agent so like I wouldn't have a clue what to charge anymore like it's just it, it depends on lots of different things I kind of look at your reach and your insights and stuff and that's why people kind of look at influence and they're like why are they making like a lot of money for a post and stuff but if you look at the reach that you get for a post and then like the reach you get for like you know a radio ad or something like a kind of like they translate to each other they have to look at what's what the value is of you that you're going to give basically for the post and that's how they calculate the money then um but there's also like affiliate links where if I make like a link that people can shop from from like maybe a top from ASOS and um, if they shop through that link and buy it then I get commission as well so that's like affiliate marketing too so that's good as well because you're kind of helping people out by giving them links to things and it's kind of a win-win I suppose both ways. Would it be fair to say that you make a lot of money out of your job? Um yeah, I make probably more than the average person of my age, probably, yeah. Yeah, it's mad. Like, you don't really, I don't, I don't really do it for the money, I feel like. I don't really like looking at it that much, but yeah. Is there a stage where you, or sometimes where you think about, you know, the future and, you know, like I mentioned, you're 24, but maybe in 10 years time, if you're thinking of buying a house or you want to settle down and have a family, if that's what you're into, um, have you thought about the job itself influencing and how the longevity of that and will it be able to find that would you would you be financially supported could you make enough money to do all of those things mm-hmm. so our my agency I can manage and they're always very like clear to us about like you, you need to kind of build something else out of your influence Does that makes sense they don't need to but they kind of would suggest it like something that has more longevity something you can kind of do if you don't even want to do influencing anymore you have something there um so like maybe it's starting your own brand or just they help you with like your savings and if you want to go for a mortgage or things like that but um yeah it's something that I definitely thought about I would like to have my own brand like that's that's the goal um so yeah I think something like that is nice to have something definite that's there because social media could be literally gone tomorrow you just don't know so the expectation of your your what you're working towards essentially is uh, a brand so you'd like to have your own Charlie Mur- Charlie Murphy brand yes yeah yeah definitely in in fashion in in fashion okay um obviously you have I'd say like a combination of over 350,000 followers between TikTok and Instagram I think you've like 8.6 million likes on TikTok itself um do you feel a responsibility with what you share on social media giving you have a lot of younger followers like I I know I followed you I mentioned that and you were very open about your cosmetic surgery um Mm -hmm. 
uh, procedures um, I know you shared your journey of having a breast augmentation do you feel a responsibility when you're sharing that kind of stuff to younger women yeah I do I think I do more so now I don't know if it's because I'm like a, that little bit older like I'm 24 now I say that as if I'm like really old but like I was 22 I think I was 21 going 22 at the time or maybe I was 22 yeah I, got, I turned 25 this year so three years ago I shared my whole journey about having a breast augmentation um very much in detail I done a whole vlog and like follow-up videos and things and I kind of look back and I'm like did I make that like I wouldn't I wouldn't do that again if I was to get something else I had my nose on the next year and I didn't do that because I was like did I make it too accessible to people like there's one thing sharing oh yeah I got a boob job and making people aware because I think that's really healthy and like you can't pretend like you haven't had something done that gives a really unrealistic expectation of like beauty standards but I'm like did I make it too accessible by bringing people along step by step of the way they can see exactly what happens like did that kind of open up people being like oh that's that looks kind of easier that looks like someone I know got that now I can get it so that's something that I kind of have thought about and I feel like that's just coming with age and with me getting older that I'm thinking of things like that um and that's why I didn't share my nose then because like I said yeah I got my nose on like literally on my story once maybe um and I probably would like if someone asked me my surgeon I'd share it and things like that but I'd never like step by step vlog the whole way again I just think looking back I'm like I kind of I don't regret it but I'd look I look at it differently now and is is that because you because you to use a term influence so many people that younger people that you you kind of have a fear that they might not you know be particularly happy with body parts and that if you if they saw you showing how easy it was to do that you would essentially be influencing influencing them to do the same yeah exactly and like now that when I meet people out and like I meet a lot of younger girls now for the podcast I think that's really changed it and I'm like I think that or me at that age and things like that but um there's also another conflicting side where it's like you want to show people like a good record of place if they're going to get it done they're going to the right person because that's important too like there's a lot of dodgy places out there so it kind of just it's hard that way but I just know I wouldn't go into detail that much again because there's no need to go that much in there's educating people and then there's like maybe showing them too much that makes them think oh yeah I can do that too kind of way so it's hard when I look at your Instagram it's full of color full of happiness but you do share the tough days too I do remember there was a a a post that you put up I think was six month post and you do share the tough days how important is that to you for I suppose reality so so important I think now more than ever I think I'm very an honest person with myself and with everyone else and I can't come on and be like oh guys so happy today everything's perfect when I'm not feeling that way and I know even myself like I'm an influencer and still when I see people with like the perfect life I'm like oh that looks great but I know I know it's not like that either because like people don't necessarily share all their hard days so when I see someone sharing that they're upset or sharing they had a bad day or went through something that I went through it does make you feel better you feel more you know you can relate to them feel at ease you know that you're not alone like obviously you're never alone in any feeling you have sometimes you can feel like you're alone so sharing that whether it's like me having a cry or me having just a day where everything went wrong is really important I think because if one person can even relate if it helps one person then it's worth it for me definitely and obviously you've built your following online now into a business with hold my drink your own podcast um with your friend ellie kelly who's also an influencer and you've hosted sold out live shows why do you think it's been such a success um i think like we were just saying about like you know sharing your emotions and sharing your highs and your lows because i think people looked at instagram 
And I feel like now since the podcast, I'm probably more open with my feelings. When people see Instagram, like they might have seen me and Ellie beforehand on Home or, or before we had Home or Drink, you know, and they might think they have the perfect life, this and that. Like, but the podcast, we really open up about everything. We share things that you might, you know, you might never share on Instagram just because it doesn't, you wouldn't come on your story and be like, yeah, my breakup, blah, blah, blah. It's not really the same. So, like, having a breakup spoke on the podcast, being very public about it, being very honest about getting over it being on the podcast being like look I had it a shy week or whatever like it just it's really made people feel like we're real people like we're actually just girls that you're if we're a friend we're a family member that just have good and bad days and you know we give people advice and I think people just feel a sense of a community in it as well which is so nice when people come up to you speak to you at the live shows or dm you on social media afterwards what's the most common thing that they are saying to you just that they love how real the podcast is and how much we just say how it is and just talk about anything like the things we share sometimes I'm like oh god should we have said that like afterwards we're like getting to cut some things out sometimes but I think that if you're open about something and maybe it is a bit vulnerable or maybe it is hard to say like if you're helping someone I always think that's worth it like I'd rather sit there and be vulnerable and share something I'm not like maybe it makes me feel uncomfortable a little bit but I know it's going to help someone then it's always worth it so people just say that they love how real it is and it's just an easy listen and they feel like they feel like we're their friends which is like the best compliment ever for a podcast do you ever fear about being cancelled yeah I do but I don't think I'm that I'm doing I'm that cancelable like I don't say many things that are um controversial controversial yeah I don't think I'm a very controversial person also with the podcast we have a producer who will like you know, listen over things. If we said something bad, she would take it out as well. But we're very careful. I feel like because I'm online so many years now that you know what to say and what not to say. Like, I feel like people getting cancelled are more so people who are only new to it and then just don't really know the limits of social media. And like, people obviously try come at you about stuff that's stupid. And I'm like, just like, stop. But that's like that. It's If you say something like that's really bad, I think that's when you can get cancelled. But I think I'm very like used to that now to like be careful what I say and again I don't say anything bad anyway to be cut out but yeah what do you think of cancel culture altogether like it can ruin people's careers it's very easy to put up something on twitter you know um although people might come out and apologize if they made you know the disparaging remarks or derogatory remarks about something um do you think that they deserve to be cancelled or how do you feel about it it's hard like I think sometimes if, if someone pulls up something from when someone's very young or like it of course depending on what it is as well it depends but I think it can be a little bit unfair sometimes to completely cancel someone ruin their whole career like people should take accountability for stuff they should come out and apologize but cancel culture I think is a bit extreme at times like sometimes it's very much deserved but sometimes I'm like that was someone like age 12 writing that or something do you know what I mean so people grow people change like when I was 12 lord knows what I'm saying so yeah, I just think it's a bit, it's very 2023 to be cancelling people, I think, yeah. With the downsides to social media then, do you think sometimes with what you've dealt with in terms of the comments um, that you wish you never started uh, the business or that some days you feel like you, you should just delete the Instagram app or because the pressure is constantly there for you, isn't it, to kind of keep up appearances, um, to publish on on instagram every day to let people inside your life do you ever feel like you just want to delete it yeah sometimes like i went to a breakup there last year we're back together but 
But I think during that time, I was like, do you know what? I just want to turn off my phone and like not text anyone back. Like you're kind of like that anyway during a breakup, regardless of what you do. But then when you also have to post online, you feel like crap in yourself because like you just feel crap during a breakup anyway. And then like you have all these people texting, asking you know where your your boyfriend is and things like that. So I think times like that, I was like getting off my phone. Um, but that was the only time really. Like other than that, I'm really grateful for what I do and the people that support me and I want to produce content for them and. It is a, like a tough job in its own right. Like I hate saying that in a way because people are like, no, it's not hard. Like look at other jobs and stuff. But obviously every job has their own like good things and bad things in it. Um, But yeah, it's it's always worth it in the end. But there is phases where you're like, I just don't want to even look at my phone, let alone post. Yeah, like there's days where I, I gather from what you do and other influencers where you have to plan out how you're going to take photos what outfits you're going to change like do is is it actually true the case that you I, I don't know particularly yourself but I've w- witnessed other influencers where, where they'll decide a couple of outfits they'll go find a location with say in Dublin city centre and they'll change outfits to try and get content for maybe a week is that what you do yeah I, I haven't done that actually in ages but if I'm over my friend lives in London my friend Jasmine and we do that in London so obviously look like her house is like an hour from London City so you couldn't keep going back and getting changed and like I like getting a good bit of content when I'm there so we've done that a few times there but I haven't actually done it in Ireland since probably since Covid times I used to do that quite a lot then because I liked getting loads of content one day and then you're kind of off in a sense for the next couple of days like you're still doing bits but you're not put on a full face of makeup on your hair because I hate doing that every day like I actually I like just wearing no makeup and chilling and stuff and getting my bits done so having them all in one day sometimes is the best thing to do especially if you get good weather because it's not that common here so I think I might start doing that again actually does it frustrate you then because obviously that takes a lot of time and effort does it frustrate you then when when people say that you know it's not a real job yeah it does I get it yeah I got a comment on it on TikTok and I was going to reply to it and I was like you know what I'm not even going to put it up but yeah it's frustrating because I think people don't realise the little bits that come with it like they see a finished photo and they say she put that photo up and got X amount of money that's so easy like but it's not it's like running your account it's like you know you're your own brand you're marketing yourself you have to have your eyes on each social media platform at all times like TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, whatever else and you're getting back to group chats about like brand deals sending things out for approval, editing them, putting together reels, YouTube videos. Like there's so much other than just posting a photo. And I think if you don't love this job, you wouldn't be able to do it. Like it's not, if you're not passionate about it, you wouldn't be doing it because it is a lot of work. And like, it's not a nine to five. Like I was up editing last, not last night, it was like last week at like 12 o'clock, editing a reel, finish it for the morning just so I wouldn't have to go up early and do it. But it's just, it's it's very difficult in a way because you have to self-motivate yourself. And like you have to be very disciplined in yourself because if you're not, no one else is going to do it for you. Like you're your own content maker. Like no one else is going to force you to sit there and do it. You have to be motivated and want to do it yourself as well. You mentioned that in the podcast, you were very open about your breakup. You're recently back from Barbados with your boyfriend, um, Dano. Um, he's yeah. a soccer player in the UK. Um, and I was just wondering, do you feel under pressure to reveal details about your relationship to your followers or how do you manage that? So when we got back together, like I kind of didn't post him as much and things, but like now he's he's on my blog from Barbados. I was posting stories of him, but I don't feel the need to go into like details about it. I suppose I feel like people like maybe people think they know it all or see it all, but like at the end of the day, that's like social media. You don't really know everything, even if you think you do. Um, but yeah, I think we we kind of are posting now as if 
we were never kind of broken up. It's kind of the same as it was. Whereas before, I was like, oh, I'd never post him again as much and things. But like now I know, like we're literally getting married. So I'm like, there's no reason not to. There's no reason. It's not going to be like, oh God, what if we break up again? It's not going to be like that. So I'm not kind of shy and post him now. You're not making an engagement announcement here, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, I suppose you were single. I, I was listening at the time. I think it was about, you broke up for about nine months. And um, yes. Like the conventional way of dating now, I suppose, is people go on dating apps, uh, like your generation and my generation. Um, but when you're an influencer and you've that big a following, did you find that you had like an influx of people, like men in particular, sliding into your DMs asking to take you out? Do you get that a lot? No, literally no. <laughs> people think that you have people in your DMs. I literally, no, didn't. Like, I think people are maybe intimidated by the followers and don't think you'll reply and their ego might be rehearsed. Um, or else they just don't like me, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's not what people expect at all. I think they expect like blue ticks and DMs, like literally scrolling through messages of men, literally false news, fake news. So bad. <laughs> You you previously spoke about um like the impact that social media can have on your relationship, but and you and um I think it was Dano as well received death threats. Um, some football fans a couple of years ago printed your face on a football club flag that your boyfriend previously played with mm-hmm. with a derogatory term. How did you cope with that? Um, that was hard because I was I'm used to getting hate about myself. Like I can really deal with that now. It's like doesn't bother me at all anymore but when it comes to like him I'm quite protective and like he's playing his football which is his job and like people are standing there with a flag or shouting chants about me like I was like that's really unfair on him like that's who I really cared about in the situation but he's the same as me and can just kind of brush it off but it's just football fans are can be crazy sometimes and just say you know the, the worst things and um, so you kind of have to learn to not take it to heart but it doesn't make it okay obviously I think there needs to be some more kind of rules within that that like you couldn't can't say certain things like I don't think that's anyone being overly sensitive either I think it's disgusting what some of them can say um but I think that's made us stronger and also like he's in a way it's like we both get the same kind of hate like him from football me from influence and so we kind of relate to each other in that sense and we both kind of get it because I think if I was with someone who you know is not in the public eye at all like they might find that even more challenging whereas we both get it we both go through it together and it's kind of comforting then in that way as well why do you think they did that to you and him um him to obviously try get him to not play well or like to distract some you know chance in his ear and me probably just because I'm like might be a bit known like obviously as an influencer they knew that they knew of me they knew I was posting them all the time so like a lot of the you know footballers here our friends might be on private or like people don't really know their names and things but obviously we were very public with it so I think they knew they knew how much he loved me and they knew that it would probably get to him but he's stronger than that and I am as well so has the situation changed or got better since he went to the UK? Yeah, yeah. His um the football fans over there are have been really nice so far. So so far so good. <laughs> um yeah, it's just I think Ireland's quite small and like obviously people in the UK wouldn't like there I'd be a handful of people that probably know me over there or whatever, but it's just not as like nitpicky about certain things. They're not as yeah, not as bad. Tell me this, how important is faith to you? Do you have any religious beliefs? Um, I wouldn't, I know there's like some kind of like higher power, I suppose, but I wouldn't be like, you know, going to mass and things like that. I'm more kind of like spiritual in sense of like the universe and all that kind of things. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't be as, I wouldn't be like, 
religious, I wouldn't say. I I gathered, I just had a feeling that you'd be spiritual. Is there... Yeah. When you say spiritual, what do you do or what do you say to yourself or think about in times of need, I suppose? Yeah, I think... I don't know. I do pray to God, actually, when I'm really... If I'm on a plane, it's very bumpy. I'm like, God, please have this way down. Um, but I think, like, I don't know, just knowing that things work out and, like, everything is happening for me, not to me. Like, even when something bad happens, I'm like, this is, you know, meant to be happening. Like, in a weird way, I find kind of peace in that. I find, like, just, like, a, a knowing of things and knowing that things will work out and, like, trusting my gut and things like that has, hasn't really failed me so far. Um, yeah, and I think, like positive affirmations and like law of attraction things like that as well I read the secret when I was like really young I just like stumbled upon it it was kind of when I know law of attraction now people kind of roll their eyes at and stuff because it's quite like trending at the moment but it was when I was really young I hadn't really heard it before it kind of stumbled upon it online and I was like that's kind of like how I think already like from a really young age I've been like that and I've been really like lucky this year I've actually had a quite a bit of bad luck but I, I feel like I'm a quite lucky person and I attract good things to me then because I think like that so I think being optimistic and things as well helps me to kind of invite them good things into my life as well tell me um what's one thing that you would change about Ireland today the housing crisis <laughs> my god it's awful like just it's just so sad that people are being left without homes no one can afford it like people are living at home until such an old age whereas like it's not even about living I like living at home like I don't mind at home but like it's about having your own experience and getting out there and I feel like we're kind of our growth is nearly stunted in a way here. Like when I look at people in the UK, first of all, they always look older at our age. I don't know how, but I feel like because they've been, you know, living out of after college or they move out after that because it's so affordable there. They just like grow up at a quicker rate and all. I feel like I'm like grown into walls of my room right now. But myself and Ellie were looking at moving out and even at that, like it's hard. Even when you want to move out and you might have the money to rent and things, it's still hard to actually find somewhere. Like I've been applying for places, getting no replies. Like they're just so in demand. So I think that's really, really frustrating and hard. It, and I suppose it can be as well if you're living at home and you have a relationship as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dan, Dan I live in the UK, which is, it's nice the long distance and things. And like he has his own place there. So when I'm there, it's quite nice. But um, yeah, it's just very, my room is looking very small. It's getting smaller by the day. Well, and lastly, um, what piece of advice will you would you give to my next guest? You don't know who my next guest is, but if you could just give one piece of advice to them, what would it be? Um, probably that that you're stronger than you ever think you are going through things. I think when you think about something, you're like, oh, I could never get through that. Or how are they still, you know, walking around and being happy and things when they've gone through all the hard things? But I think when something hard comes up, you actually just you have to go through it. The only way to get over something is to go through it and your strength will continue to make you, you know, well, actually, you done that. I did that. <laughs> thanks much, Charlene, for joining the podcast. Perfect, thank you. My thanks to Charlene for joining me today. I'll be back next week with another episode.